your girl Danielle speak right here on rep your praise radio where I'm giving you the real and independent news ministry and a little bit of life lessons how are you guys doing today I hope you're having a wonderful time and I hope you're gonna enjoy today's segment and what are we talking about okay first let me give you a disclaimer there are some things that are taking place where I may be on the spot in, in current, but there are some things that you'll hear me talk about on the program that um, maybe we just haven't really touched on it before, so I may back up to go forward, if that makes sense. And I think today may be one of those, kind of one of those days. What we're going to talk about today is the lawsuit with Flame and Katy Perry. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with, with it, the Katy Perry did a song, I think it was called The Horseman or something like that, um, which Flame had came out with a very similar song years before Katy Perry's song even came out. And his song was named Joyful Noise. So Flame took it to court. And congratulations, Flame. He won. He absolutely won. He killed it. One of the things Katy Perry was, was saying, she said, I don't even listen to Christian music, so I had no idea that the beat was any, it was even similar, um, which is true. And I don't know if, if any of you know uh, Katy Perry's upbringing. Katy Perry was actually um, raised in the church. She did worship, and um, it just, for her, she experienced some church hurt. And, and someone has spoke a word over her that kind of like, like she and the church would be separating her music, which was going to do some things. And um, she just left the faith completely. And now she's completely just living something different. So for her, she said, well, I never listened to Christian music, so I didn't know. Now, let's address a couple of, a couple of problems with this. Um, number one. Katy Perry has a team. Uh, for those of you who know about the, the major record labels, they have teams. They have teams of writers. They, they have uh, teams of, of PR people. They have, it's teams upon teams upon teams. So even working with a, a particular artist, there are a lot of hands on deck as it pertains to their music. So. Katy, uh, Katy Perry not listening to Christian music and not even understanding or realizing that Flame's song would, was very similar. Absolutely, I get that. And here's the thing, but someone on Katy Perry's team was. But this has been going on for years, you guys. This is actually nothing new. Nothing new at all. Um, and, and, and if you've heard me say it before, the world, there is so much talent in the church that that's where the world comes to in order to find its greatest singers. How many singers have you heard that get up on the platform and they win award and say, you know, I want to thank God or, or, or um, at interviews that say, well, how did you get started? I got started at church. I was singing in the choir or I was leading uh, uh, or doing solos at the church. 
the music within the church, the vocalists in the church are so good and so powerful that they're coming to the church to find singers. And this is what I tell singers and artists all the time. It's like, hey, if, you're, if your music and your vocal styles are good enough for secular record executives to come to the churches to scout you, then it, doesn't it make sense that it's good enough for your music to stay for God? Like you, you, you don't have to change up what you're doing because you feel like you can make more money or pursue it better. If your music is good enough where they will hunt you down in church and they know that they really don't want anything to do with God, then why come you can't stay stay with God? But hey, I digress. That is a sidebar conversation. But just as they are coming to the church and they're looking for amazing vocalists, they're looking for amazing musicians, they're looking for the drummers, they're looking for the, the keyboard players. They are also looking within the, the confines of the Christian community for songs to copy. I remember many a times growing up listening to different artists going, wait a minute, this sounds like a song uh, or listening to the radio, because um, growing up I, I pretty much just listened to secular music and I'm look, listening to secular music, but then I would go back and I would hear a Christian song and I would do the comparison and to find out that the Christian song was written years before this secular, secular song. So how does, how does that happen? How, how does that work? How did this lawsuit really come about? One thing is that copyright law, laws are constantly changing. They are constantly changing due to the distribution of digital songs now. So to whereas before, um, like when my, my parents and my grandparents were growing up, records were a thing and you could sample up to, I think it was like 15 whole seconds, but songs were like six minutes long. You know, it, I mean, six minutes, six minutes and a half. If you were doing anything shorter than that, then it was like you were you were shortchanging your listeners. So it was nothing to, to, if you wanted to sample a song when DJs and stuff first started coming on the scene, it was nothing to have that much of a song sampled. But as we are getting uh, uh, more and more into this, this digital age, that is decreasing because you have so many producers. You can look up on, on YouTube and you have producers for days and they're just taking songs and they're chopping and screwing and they're putting it together and artists are loving it, but they're not realizing that it came from something else or from from someone else or you'll even have producers are like well i just want to recreate this feeling because you have you have producers who really do know how to put music together and they'll they'll they are musicians themselves where they will play the keys and uh, or they'll play the trumpet or they'll play it but you you have some producers who their their main focus is sampling and that's what this is going to address. No, I take that back. It's going to address both parts. Um, meaning if you can recreate something and you make it sound really, really close to the original, when that is another area now where we have these lines where we're trying to see, all right, how much of that uh, do we credit to the, to the original person? Point in case, um, Pharrell and Robert Thicke, uh, with the song that they did and, and the song that they went to court for 
was by Marvin Gaye, a song called uh, Give It Up. And they went to court. They lost the battle um, because their song sounded way too similar to Marvin Gaye's. And and this is the stuff that I'm talking about. Like you're, we're, we're, we're <laughs> we have to be knowledgeable and really do our due diligence to research. If you're coming across producers on YouTube and you like their music, find out if that song creates, um, contains a sample. You gotta be sure. Sometimes one of the things you can do, or if it's a producer who recreates sounds, and I've done this plenty of times before, there are so many different apps and things that you can uh, find. Um, hit hit that button on your on your app on your phone. You got like Sound uh, Hound, uh, Shazam, and different things like that. Hold it up, let them analyze the song, and see if anything comes up that is similar to what it is that you're hearing. Do the due diligence because there may be a chance that that song is not even an original song. It may be a spinoff or it may be close to something else. Um, so we're having more and more of these clashes. I think the, the, the sample rate for a song now is only six seconds. So you got six seconds where you can uh, legally, uh, as far as crop, copyrights, chop it up and loop that thing in your song. Um, I know years and years and years ago, uh, uh, Coolio had a song called Gangsta's Paradise, which he got from uh, Stevie Wonder's um, song. That was a whole court thing. So it's like, how much can you sample? How much can you redo before you're crossing over into you're literally stealing the artist's song? Now, some people are like, well, a lot of people have sampled my songs and a lot of people have taken my songs and, you know, I never got paid for it or, or, or you know, where's my lawsuit? And here's the thing. Can, can you or should you shoot, sue? Should you, business-wise? Yes. Can you is a different thing. You have, to th you have to also think of the aspect is you have to have money to take somebody to court. Um, even if you have the copyrights, even, even, even if you have uh, all this proof, the court system is the court system. The government is the government. They're gonna want the, their pound of flesh, meaning they are going to want their money. So it's going to be drawn out. So a lot of people are not pursuing it because they don't have the money to say, hey, this was mine back, back when. Because if, when you're going up against uh, major record companies, oh, they're gonna tell you, we're gonna bring our top lawyers. So if you're saying that, that is yours, you better have the money to back that up because if not, we're going to drag it through until until we get our, our money and then they're on it. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. As we can see, Flame did it and he won. So I encourage you to to be mindful of your music. And if you do feel this, this court action is something that you want to do, hey, go with God. Go with peace is what I should say. Follow your heart and go with peace. There's nothing wrong with that. And don't let people pressure you into it. If God gave you the creative mind to create something that is so great, but then someone comes underneath it and they do something, there's nothing wrong with you standing up for what you, what's yours, what God gave you. So what what is another uh, reason why some of this stuff has happened? We have a generation that doesn't like to explore. They think that old music is just old. Nobody wants to listen to that. They want to listen to stuff that's up to date. But they don't realize that majority of all of the music that they think is just on and popping, 
that stuff is all sampled. It's not original. I give you another example. A few years ago, I have a nephew where he sent me this uh, link. He was like, Auntie, Auntie, you gotta check this out, man. I heard this song on the radio. It was late at night. I was vibing out to it. And I think this song is incredible, man. Like, you could write something like this. And he was like, take a listen to it. And I took a listen to it. Now, granted, I come over from a very musical family. My parents sang. My brother and my sister, they were in the performing arts school. So they filtered into me uh, not only different genres, but different time periods. I mean, everything back from the, the 1920s on up. Like, I, I just had a very broad musical influence, even from jazz to country to, you know, was pop, was commercial, was punk. Um, so I pull up this link and it happens to be a, a song by a group that was called Art of Noise and the song was Moments in Love. So when I listened to it and I went, I did my research, came to find out that song is not new. That song came out like in, in the 80s, but to him, it was the hottest thing on the radio and it was new and that's where we're clashing because we have a generation that doesn't want to go back and listen to any of the old stuff, not realizing that the new stuff they're, they're listening to is the old stuff. So broaden your horizons, step outside of the box. We really can learn from the new. The new sometimes thinks that the old is too old to relate, that they don't know what's going on, that they didn't have anything good going on, not realizing that the stuff that they're doing now is a result of the old. So, man, I hope you guys, that this uh, blessed you, maybe gave you some insights. Um, always copyright your music. Always, 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 always copyright your music. Save up for it get it registered, um, get licensing if that's something that you're interested in as far as like uh, it possibly being used for uh, TV shows and, and commercials and things like that. Make sure you're doing your due diligence um, to protect yourself. And there's nothing wrong with listening to music of different genres and just think outside the box. Let's stop trying to put music so much. Think outside the box. You know your limitations of what you can or should or should not listen to. So just use wisdom. But there's nothing wrong with, with, with learning something. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you have any questions or comments, email me or hit me up on Facebook. DanielleSpeaks at gmail.com. My name is D-A-N-Y-E-L-L-E Speaks at gmail.com or you can hit me up on facebook and again that is danielle speaks that is it for today's segment i hope you enjoyed it and i'll join you next time right here on rep your city praise <music>